We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. On the homebrew review, we will be going through Tomb of Horrors, everybody's favorite. We managed to barely squeak through in the uh, halls of the Fire Giant King and against the Giants, but we came through on the other side better equipped and stronger. Everybody is now level 16s, and we will be starting partway through in Tomb of Horrors. So we will go ahead and let everybody introduce themselves before we get started in the dungeon. Hey everyone, it's Virgil again, playing Lucian, the Moon Warden Ranger. In the last game, uh, I was rolling, I was, I was doing pretty well. Uh, between the Shooting Star and Hunter's Mark, I was able to pump out uh, sus- a good amount of sustained damage uh, throughout the entire fight. Oh, that last boss battle with Conjure Barrage and Lightning Arrow, I was able to get some uh, area of effect stuff happening. So I felt pretty useful also with Cure Wounds uh, running around the battlefield. I felt, you know, the character felt like he was being useful. With level 16, the big thing that's gonna, that I now get at level 15, I get the ability called Lunar Polarity. Basically, it gives me the evasion feature of the rogue where if you have to make a deck save, that gives you half damage. Uh, you instead take no damage if you succeed and half if you fail. Um, The nice thing about this ability, though, is I get that plus friendly creatures who have to make the same deck save for the same effect gain advantage on the rolls. So if we all get stuck in a fireball or if uh, Micah decides to lightning lightning wand us again, um, we'd (laughs) we'd have advantage on the deck save for that. As far as balance goes, this is a really balanced archetype. I mean, I could see it playing alongside any official D&D class in the player's handbook or uh, any of the edition books they've had and fitting along very nicely without any overpowered issues or underpowered issues. It's good for thematic if you want a uh, like a ranged paladin kind of motif going on. Overall, it's a really balanced class. I've really been enjoying it. So that's the Moon Warden. Hello again, I'm Hope, and I play Reshna the Soul Knife. Last session was so much fun with all the blade techniques. It allowed me to get a hit pretty much every single time. Um, going into level 16, I'm really excited for a couple of new abilities. Just for spending one psionic point, I get to do an added d6 of psychic damage, as well as heal myself with that same amount, and do one of three other abilities that they have listed that you will see once we start playing. I'm also excited for a lethal edge, which allows me to crit on 19 and 20, and when I expend all my points, I get a crit on 18 and 19 and 20. Okay, well, I'm David, uh, I'm playing... Amar Bashad, the human pugilist. Last week was um, 
kind of weird for me, honestly. <laughs> uh, really a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> I grappled a giant multiple times, and I didn't die. Like, my character is still alive. That's amazing. Um, I was knocked unconscious multiple times. That kind of sucked. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, I got a couple things that give me a little bit of a boost to AC and my hit points. I put some points early on into Constitution, and I've got a Ring of Protection and some studded leather armor. So that does help help out a lot. But um, even with that, going up against giants like that, it was not easy for this character. And I I think that's kind of the trade off that you're looking for. Um, you can do some really cool stuff sometimes, but you're a little bit of a glass cannon as well. So yeah, um, this session. A lot of the stuff, a lot of the perks I'm getting is uh, small stuff, you know. I get advantage for persuasion and intimidation. I get my jump height and distance are doubled. Um, a lot of stuff like that. My moxie goes up. Um, but it's more of a general experience booster rather than any specific abilities that I'm getting. So I think it'll be fun regardless. Hey, everybody. This is Mike, and I'm back with... Uh... Fenris Ironjaw, the Lupine Barbarian, using the Path of the Caged homebrew. As per Barbarian rules, my health has continued to go up. Still with the tough feet, I'm at 229 health for this session. Uh, moving to 45 feet per round so I can be mobile and intercept attacks, hopefully protecting my team. Uh, my damage has gone up. My unarmed claw damage has gone up to 1d10 now. Uh, but I'm still feeling the effect of kind of falling off that damage chart where... I'm still attacking multiple times per round, but for a lesser bonus. So I attack four times around, but I'm only hitting once or twice. So where in the early games I've really seen a lot of consistent damage and almost feeling overpowered at level four and eight, I'm definitely taking on more of the role of the tank who can attack a lot, but I'm not pushing the damage that I was before. Um, however, I have gained Brutal Critical number two. So now on a critical I will be rolling two extra dice in addition to the normal extra. Uh, and persistent rage. So even, I will not end rage no matter what. Uh, and I can also make a will, uh, excuse me, a fortitude save when reaching zero hit points to stay at one. So should the fight take us to that level, <laughs> hopefully I can keep up. Uh, this is Micah Holmes once again. Uh, returning with our friendly neighborhood human hellblazer. <laughs> Spider-Man, eat your heart out. Twelfth uh, level really kind of showcased one of my favorite features, as I mentioned in the last in the last episode. the uh, The preview of the Nether Chain was pretty much everything I was hoping it would be. You know, being able to take one of your big bad enemies and essentially removing it almost entirely from the fight with the threat of being permanently removed from existence is really cool. Uh, as well as his loot. That's <laughs> that too. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, it was really, really fun to be able to, to be able to actually utilize that and, and see its effects in, in action. Uh, I may have caused almost as much damage to my friends as my enemies. Here, here. <laughs> Between fireballs and lightning bolts and burning hands and it was 
It was it was it was once again a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, moving on to our level sixteen session, uh, I don't gain nearly as much in the form of actual visible abilities. Uh, there's no 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 more boost to my radiant damage. I'm still stuck at my two d ten added. Um, but some of the interesting things that I am going to be hopefully utilizing are uh, a, a boost to my. Uh, impenetrable mind ability, which says when I take psychic damage, I can actually attempt to dominate the creature that is dealing me psychic damage. But the the, the, the real interesting one is the Ritual of Rewind, which uh, will actually let me go back in time ten minutes with a with a religion check to try to you know, undo the past. So if that comes into play, hopefully it, it, it's as useful as I think it would be. Unfortunately, going to miss out on some of my really cool abilities, such as the uh, the Master of Dark Arts, which unlocks a lot of potential power and, and spellcasting, and the the uh, Stolen Books of Magic, which gives me the, the ability to access cleric spells in addition to my own. So, missing out on those is going to be kind of a bummer, but I think I should be able to do to, to pull my own weight in this last session. All right. Uh, hopefully, with that extra ten minutes, you can refry your allies and enemies alike uh, again. I'd do it. Yeah, <laughs> that does not surprise me. If it means you can make it home. If it means I can make it home. All right. Where we will pick up then? You guys are partway through the Tomb of Horrors. Uh, you have managed to get through quite a few extremely terrible traps and uh, deceptions. You currently, I uh, had them roll a d20 to figure out which room they were going to be in. And they uh, landed on the Chapel of Evil. Not that that is ominous or foreboding, but... Um, Sounds holy. That is where, yes, that is where we will pick up. So, in front of you, you see what is obviously some form of temple area. There are scenes of normal light painted on the walls, but the people have rotting flesh, skeletal hands, worms eating them, and so forth. Yet, there's also depicted various religious symbols of good alignment. There is a mosaic path leading between four rows of wooden pews that face the worship area. In front of the pews, a wooden rail divides the room. South of it is an altar in front of a tiered dais on which sits a wooden chair. Would you guys like to move further into the room, or are you kind of cautiously... Can I make a religion check on this room? Yes, go ahead. I'm not going to lie. Your people's religion is really messed up. I don't understand a lick of it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> what was the number? Just out of curiosity. With bonus, eight. It doesn't look threatening, despite all the death, but that's about it. And you guys would have just come out of the door on the north end of the chapel with that weird mosaic going through. Uh, so you guys are just standing behind that last uh, row of pews right now. Mm. Anything of interest in the room? Perception check? Yep, yeah, go ahead. Are uh, you guys walking forward in the room, or are you checking it from the back? So start off by checking from the back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a 17. Oh. Okay, a 17. For the most part, this room has lots, of, other than the, the really weird stuff, all the religious symbols and whatnot do depict good things. But from the back, you're able to see that a lot of the uh, pews have stuff in them. The back pews, you're able to just look around and see like 4,000 uh, silver pieces hidden within them. Like just, yeah, it, it's, uh, the, the all the benches have uh, hinged seats and so looking, you know, you're able to see, you know, coins and whatnot. 
uh, within all of these pews. Yeah, so you guys are able to see that all the pews have hinged seats in the back row. Uh, it has a bunch of money stuffed in it. There are uh, also a lot of strange archways that you have seen throughout all of this. Uh, so just like in other locations around the tomb, uh, the mists that obscure the archway can't be penetrated by any sort of vision or magic. So uh, when you guys entered that, you would have passed through one of those archways that you could not see through, which is fairly typical of this so far. Uh, you also see what appears to be uh, something in the eastern wall um, opposite of the archway. Uh, you're not quite sure what that is without getting a closer look at it. Let's get a closer look. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, uh, you head over to the eastern wall then. You are able to see a small slot with the letter O faintly traced above it. Oh. Uh, a small slot. Like, what... Do I have any notion of what might fit in here? Or, or is, is it just like a rectangular slot? Or is it like a Yeah, circle? it's just a small rectangular slot. Does anyone have anything they want to put in the small rectangular slot? We'll put a gold coin through it. When you put that coin in, you cause the block that is there, uh, a hidden block you didn't notice in the wall, to slowly sink into the floor, opening a secret passage. Ooh. Oh, that's not bad for one gold, eh? <laughs> not too shabby. All right, now that you guys have advanced further in the room, the chair that is sitting on the dais is nicely carved and padded, but seems unremarkable. On the other side of the dais is a large, freestanding, large brass candelabras, each holding five white candles. In each corner of the southern wall is a large white pottery urn, stopped with a brass and wooden plug. Sprawled on the floor near the west wall is a human skeleton in black chainmail that is badly rusted and damaged. The skeleton's outstretched arm points to the stone archway set in the wall. The opening is filled with opaque, bright orange vapors. That, on the other hand... Can I do a investigation? Okay, on the archway? Just on... Actually, on the skeleton. Okay. 19? A 19. Uh, the skeleton, you are unable to tell uh, cause of death. But other than that, it uh, seems to be a fairly mundane skeleton, other than the fact that the chainmail is blackened and um, uh, rusted. Other than that, you can't really tell anything particular about it. Just okay. a dead dude <clears throat> pointing towards the archway. Okay, with a crossbow bolt. It remains motionless unless you push it hard enough to move it. I'll do an arcana check on the archway. Okay. 24. 24. It is extremely magical, but you are not able to detect anything else about it. Well, we gotta walk through eventually, so... Did we know? Uh, this archway, and I, I was wrong, you did not enter in through an archway. You, you would have passed through an illusory black sphere and crawled along a small tunnel until you reached the end of this. Um, you guys would have passed the uh, perception check to find the secret door that end, at the end of the passage that would allow you to enter into this chapel. Um, but these other archways, you have seen other archways that have been filled with mist. I'm going to say thus far you have not crossed any of them that you have not had to. I'll take an arrow and put it into, okay. into the mist to see what happens. And it's still an arrow as far as you can tell. I pull it back out. Still in her. Nothing weird. Does it smell weird? Nope. Cold to the touch. Hot to the touch. Nope. Uh, I lick it. it. I let him lick it. It tastes like whatever you killed last. Dude, what have you been using this arrow for? Don't ask. I just way. did. It's better that way. 
I hunt all sorts of things. Let's walk through the through the fog thing. You walk through? I walk through. Go right ahead. You walk through. Nobody else hears this. This is 100% no meta zone. So as you walk through, you enter a 10 by 10 foot room, and your balance feels really off. And you look down, and you are no longer a boy. Also, what is your alignment? Oh, I didn't pick an alignment. What is your? What would your alignment be? What would be? my alignment be? It'd be mm, probably neutral good. Okay, you are now neutral evil. Ooh, okay. And you are in a 10 by 10 room. Mm. Is are there any other entrances or exits? Nope. It's a ten by ten cube, just a closet basically that you walked into, and you are now a chick of neutral evil variety. The purple orange mist is behind you. You cannot see behind. Uh, can I hear any noises through the mist? Just or? the regular noises of your allies on the other side. I I try to do my uh, like do a deeper voice, like more normal, and just say, "Come on through." <laughs> Can I get an insight check on that? Yeah, go ahead. Deception check there, Dave. Oh, I get advantage on deception. It's a 17. 20. His voice does not sound right at all. Did you drink something funny there, mate? Always. All right, there, uh, there's something fishy going on here, boys. Okay, so are you going to walk back through? Or are you, anybody going to follow him in? What are you going to do? I'm just going to wait. Wait for someone to follow me through. What do you think is wrong? You don't sound quite right. Did we leave you in the river with the kayaks and the the the, 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 yes, the armor? I, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe we did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. And what did you guys do when I told you you should go for a ride? True. Nope. Believe me, I know a con when I hear one. Okay, I go back through. You see. What are you wearing for armor? <laughs> Studded leather. Okay, you see that he is no longer a he. I was going to say, if you were nothing like Mr. Barbarian over here, that could be very embarrassing for you. But no, you see that his very <laughs> ill-suited uh, armor is uh, now Dave, but or is now... Um, uh, it's Amar. Yeah, Amar, but uh, not Amar. A female version of Amar, who has a very sneering look about her. Okay. What happened to you? Uh, I just know that I feel more conniving. All right. What would you guys like to do? Not go through the mist. Yeah, it's the only way. It's not the only way. There's a door it's right there to go back. definitely the only way. We already... Out of, out of, out of Game Bob, as a purely neutral character, would it have actually changed my alignment to go through? Nope. It reverses the alignment by uh, gender, obviously. Oh, also, you took three points of psychic damage walking back through. Ow, my brain. Yep, headache. All right, where would you guys like to go from here? Anybody else want to go through? Shove Dave through again? <laughs> oh, yeah, I like would walk through again. Ah, you're restored. Penis and everything. Sweet. <laughs> I go back through. I go. I, I three return. more points of psychic damage. Well worth it, right? Well, I was kind of happy to have another friend. I don't think <laughs> she was your friend. Hey, girl power. Although you have made friends with a rather unscrupulous entity in your soul. Yeah. That being said, oh, I'm not wondering when you talk about scruples. I'm feeling marginally less evil now. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's go, um, adventure. Oh, excuse me. No, uh, I am wrong. Um, 
Exiting the room and re-entering the archway will restore the original alignment, um, but also deals uh, three psychic damage, so you're still a chick, but um, you feel less evil. <laughs> Girl power. Interesting. Try it a third time? No, I can braid your hair. We can, like, sit and talk around the campfire at night and braid well, each other's hair. I, I've got enough health. I can just keep trying. Okay, you go back a third time. You are back to a dude, penis and everything this time. However, you are now in a different area. Okay. I accept my consequences. All right, uh, let me see. I believe you would have been here before. Yeah, you recognize this archway as being the one that you, uh, the room that you were previously in before you had to go through that illusory sphere, black sphere, and crawl along that tunnel. So... After looking around, extremely confused, you can crawl back through that tunnel and go back into that chapel area. Okay. Uh, so Preachers. I would do that. Yeah, nine total points of psychic damage. Okay. You go uh, back out through the way you came, back through the illusory sphere, or through that secret passage you opened? We haven't gone through the secret passage, have we? No. You just opened it. Go through the secret passage. All right. Uh, you guys go through the secret passage, and you guys find a basically just a set of stairs going down through a tunnel. As you go down that hallway, the corridor widens to 10 feet and turns southward where uh, steps lead steeply to a corridor that goes west. Um, there are three doors within this corridor. Uh, well, for the three doors in a line. So you come up to a door in this corridor. It is not locked. Someone else go first. Take a good listen. You don't hear anything of note. Oh, yeah. Crack. Uh, no. Not unless a 13 gives me nothing. Let's see here. Okay. I did my life better passively. Yeah. Let's see here. Olfactory superiority. You have advantage on wisdom perception checks and smell, and can use this check in place of survival when tracking a creature that has passed through the area within the last 48 hours. Well, does my 60 feet... Do, like, do I feel anything? You do oh, not. Okay. I keep forgetting about it. Yep, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing he said so. Um, Alright, so what would you guys like to do? Someone, it's not me, go through. Door number one. I'll open the door. You open Fender's the door. approaches. Okay, go ahead and give me a DC 15 deck saving throw. As mm. you push the door, it is almost greased. It opens so quickly when you push it that you stumble in and there's a pit on the other side. DC 15. 18. Alright, you are able to, right as you begin to fall forward, you jump off of that and uh, land on a five-foot landing on the other side where there is yet another identical door. Oh! So is there, like, a gap that I could have fallen down? Yes, a five-foot pit opened up beneath you. Fantastic. All right. Is there, like, some sort of walkway on the other side, or is it just a pit? Uh, It's this hallway right here, so... um you go through this door. This is a pit that opened up when you opened the door. Uh, he managed to jump across, so he's now on this little five-foot square here with a door right here. Hmm. All right. Can I grip the wall at all next to me? Is there anything that I could hold on to the uh, event that this happens again? Uh, not really, but I will give you advantage on it because you're kind of expecting it at this point. Okay. So open the next door? Okay, you open the next door. Yet again, you have advantage on the deck save. All right. Um, a 20 and a 7, so yes. Okay, yes, you easily jump across and make it to that. There is yet another, a third, identical door to the one you just opened. Same conditions? Yes. 
only if only um, if I have a two and a thirteen for my best roll is a fifteen. Take the same thing a fifteen. Okay, yes, that is just enough. You need to jump across on the other side of the pit to make it across. All right. All right. Everybody follows you, just kind of jumping across. Yeah. All right. Everybody just jumps across. There is a long, 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 long corridor that leads to a door quite a ways down. There, It is a, a thick wooden door ahead of you. It is heavily bound with iron bands, and there are several locks keeping it shut. Prepare a knock? I did not prepare a knock. Hmm. Someone don't want to go home, does he? Figure out all bad spells we're getting out. You um, got Lucian, uh, you hear a far off music and happy singing uh, on the other side of the door. So I'm not sure I want a part of that in a uh, place like this. Yeah. I will Oh no, I did I did prepare knocking. I will cast clairvoyance on the other side of the door. Okay. Uh, let's see them. Uh, speaking of which, Bob, quick yes. question. Did that wand of clairvoyance have any recharges? Uh, three just... uses and then done. Okay, so I saw two uses left on that. Yeah. On the other side of the door, let's see here. You want to use this instead so you don't have to Ooh. use a spell? Sure. I will use the wand of their doors. Uh, you see another hallway on the other side of the door. I don't see anything. The walls on the other side are smooth white alabaster, and the floor is highly polished smoked gray marble. Ooh, that's pretty Hmm. Alrighty. What would you guys like to do? Shall we go through? Do I sense any creatures at all? Even though we heard the sound? You sense nothing, no. Hmm. Hmm. This door's just locked? Locked, yes. We can try and pick it. Either you or I can. Makes no difference. Uh, I'll try to pick it. Alright, go ahead. Uh, that's probably not gonna cut it. Uh, 15. No, it does not. Or 16, sorry. Uh, can I help him? Yeah, uh, with the plus five, that is still not enough. You want me to? Give it a knock. Give it a knock. You, you cast knock on it? Yep. Nothing happens. Hmm. That is some serious magic. Is there ma- is it magic? I don't Did know. we just see the lock on the door, or do we see that it is There locked? are several locks keeping it shut. Can I try the door anyway? Yep. Locked. Okay. Can't open it. Want to make sure. Should I try to break it down? Uh, can I try my thief stool? Yeah, go ahead. Sixteen. Even with help, not enough. Want to try and break the door down? Oh, I'll give it a shot. All right. It uh, is a very sturdy oaken door, heavily bound with iron bands. Everybody, back up and give me some room. We'll take a run and charge at it for, all right. for effect. Go ahead and roll the damage on all of those. It is a very sturdy door. Oh, okay. Do I need to like actually hit it or just? You're gonna hit it no matter what. Okay. So, well, I'm up to a D10 plus, uh, well, four, unless I'm raging. So. Can I just, like, wail on it for a yep. while? you just wail on it for a while. I will go ahead and just say, after 100 hit points of damage, this door breaks open. Right. As the door falls away, you hear the sound of confusion and distress coming from the north. A faint glow like that of a small fire shines in the distance. The walls of the passage ahead of you are smooth white alabaster, and the floor is highly polished smoke gray marble. If, um... If we take the average on D10 of like six, that'd be ten per, so it'd be like three and a half rounds. Yep. So you just wallop on that thing for about take thirty out some seconds. Of aggression. And, yep. You feel better, mate? No, we move forward. Yes. 
All right, so you guys take off down the hall, hearing noise of distress. Are you guys going to stealth along? Are you going to... What would you like to do? Probably should. Stealth along after we rather noisily knocked and broke down a door. (laughs) That is a good point. Uh, If we're going to stealth, I'll use pass without trace. Whatever you guys would like to do. Well, he has a point. We just kind of made a very loud entrance. We might as well just go with it. Yeah. Okay. You guys um, start walking your way down this hallway, and after you get about 15 feet in, all of a sudden, the floor starts tipping forward and leaning down. Even if we're not moving? Yeah, even if once you hit that middle point, it starts slipping downward. So everybody, go ahead and roll me initiative. I need to know who the three are in that hallway. So the, uh, whoever the three are, um, well, go ahead I, and give me marching order. It would be Mike I'd first. I'd be in front. Same marching. Same marching order. Dave Hope next. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, not a problem. Initiative uh, twenty to twenty or twenty plus. Matt twenty. All right. Okay. I rolled two fives for a seven. For a seven. All right. Highly skilled in combat. Twenty to fifteen. Sixteen. Fifteen. All right. And fifteen to ten. Eleven. The floor starts leaning forward. You three that are within it, I need a DC 10 athletics check. Ha! I pass with flying goers. have proficiency. Uh, yeah, 25. 25? Okay, uh, first, Lucian, you're not in there, so you don't have to worry about it. Alan, uh, next, you're not in the room either. Amar, you would go first in initiative round, so uh, go ahead and give me the strength athletics check. Oh, that was a 26. Okay, yes, that is enough to make it. You are able to stumble up the ramp to the south, and you would have been in the middle, so I need... Are you dashing, or are you just regular? I would dash. Okay, then go ahead and make a second one to get up the last 10 feet out through that door. That's 12. 12, yes, that is enough. You are able to get through that doorway, scrambling past uh, Hope as you go. We then move on to Hope. Uh, make a, uh, I need one check to get out the door. The one that we did? Yep. That one. was a nat 20. Nat 20, yes, you are very easily able to dash out that door as well. Unfortunately, the floor has tipped down to the point at this point that you fall prone, Mike. Yeah. All right, I need a DC, and you slide 10 feet north for now. So now you are 20 feet into the room. I need a check to get through. Okay. Um... I had rolled, I, you said we were looking for a 15. I had yep. succeeded on okay. that one. That one is good, so you are now 15 feet forward. Are you going to dash? Uh, I'll do whatever I can, yeah. All right, go ahead and make a second one. Um, oh, yep. And with 2 plus 5, 20. All right, uh, that is enough. You are now uh, 10 feet from that door. We then initiative again order. Uh, Lucian, are you going to do anything to try and help? Let's see here. I can get you in... That room, or I can get you up all the way if you need. Quickly, time is running out. I can grasping vine if you want. Um. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Tick tock, tick tock. Looking behind you, you see a pit of molten lava at the bottom. Dear God. Okay. Yeah. What if we're grasping vine across? Okay. Uh, is that an attack roll to hit or something? Just a dex save. Okay. Well, you can choose to fail it. So you grab him and you yank him ten feet through. Twenty feet. Twenty feet. You pull Up him to twenty feet. You pull him back through that doorway, just as you see the floor continue to slip down until it is almost completely vertical with a pit of lava at the bottom. 
That looks rather unpleasant. All right, you guys continue back down the way you came and being the only corridor of choice? I guess so, yeah. All right, you come to the first pit. By the way, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. You come to the first pit that you had to jump over, and looking down at it now, it is not like the other two pits. This one doesn't have anything at the bottom. Uh, Where I mean, it has a floor at the bottom, okay. not spikes like what you were expecting in the others. I can go down if there's something bad. I can always teleport back up. How far across? How far? How far deep does it look? Ten feet. How far across is it? Five foot. Five by five. Ten deep. I say we just go down in there and see if there's anything. I like what she says. She could teleport back up if there's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you just do that? All right. Check it out. Even if you yeah. just teleport straight up, I mean, I can reach out, grab a hold, and pull you in. I could teleport 80 feet, so I'm good to go. She don't care. She'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, you fall into this uh, pit, and you see a stairway uh, leading down into what appears to be another corridor. I just use a message to say, hey guys, this is Stairway. All right. Stairs descend to the west. The corridor ex- that extends past the bottom steps is slightly cloudy. Well, let's keep going, I guess. All right, just continuing through. All right, you continue through, and I need a constitution save from everybody. I'm dead. DC 15. 29. <laughs> it's where I shine. All of a sudden, terrified at what is the at the end of this, and you dash back up and try to frantically scramble up this pit. And as you do, you're you you get up and you you're hyperventilating a little bit, and then you start to calm down. John, what the hell are you doing down there? Uh, after that, you you kind of calm down. You realize what's going on. The rest of you are looking around like, what the hell is he doing? And you see at the end of the hallway, uh, it's kind of difficult to see, but there is a door at the south at the bottom of this uh, tunnel, about 40 feet. The tunnel's 40 feet? Yeah, 40 foot long. Why do you want to open that door down there? Sure. (laughs) Beyond the door, a stairway leads down. The way is blocked with thick webbing that fills the area from steps to ceiling. Once that door is opened, all this clouded mist and whatnot dissipates. Anyone have fire? Webbing. Did someone say fire? I'll throw a smoke down there. I was actually just going to shoot with a scorching ray. All right, you are able to a scorching ray clear away some of the webs, but it is just totally packed uh, with them. I'm not throwing a fireball down there. Well, I can create stop of less than ten, so I can probably make a torch and throw it down. Okay, uh, your torch doesn't seem to be burning any of it away. Hmm. Scorching ray was able to cut. Does it through. require magical fire then? Be a safe assumption. You're not 100% well, sure. You just keep whittling away at it. You blast away at it until eventually every uh, cobweb is gone. Lying on the floor at the bottom of the stairs is an iron mace inlaid with silver. South of this location is a modest-sized room. What you can see of it is filled with rotting and decayed furnishings. I'm not appraised that mace. All right. Um, touching it to appraise it or just looking at it? Uh, I'm going to start off just looking at it. Probably pop detect magic. Never pick up okay. a duck in the- It is definitely a magical mace. Value is undeterminable at this point. Um, we can arcane check on it. Uh, Nicene. Uh, yeah, it definitely has uh, some sort of magic upon it. It is uh, definitely, you, you believe that it will at least glow. It's going to at least light the way if any of you want to pick it up, but uh, I can't guarantee it's not cursed. Well, we were discussing the fact that when going. When going against highly armored individuals, 
my low attack value for my unarmed attacks, that it would be better for me to hit more, like, less often, make less attacks that hit more often. So I wouldn't be against picking up a weapon. My concern, as per usual, is the curse. Actually, I can remove that, I can I can remove curse and you can drop it if it is cursed. Oh. Oh, nice. All right. So I will pick it up. All right. As you pick it up, it will begin to glow with a bright golden light. And all of you will see, after you pick it up, that there is a skeletal figure resembling a lich wearing a crown on its head that slowly rises up from the couch (laughs) along the back wall. This couch is made of solid gold. It throws up its hands in apparent fear and yells out in a booning voice, Who dares disturb the rest of me? It is your death which you have found. Apologies, does this belong to you? Uh, he just kind of shies away from the thing. Fantastic. <laughs> what would you guys like to do? I think he's going to keep it. Ooh, well, it's a mace that makes a lich back away. Hell yeah. So are you going to back out of the room? Or are you going to attack the lich? What would you like to do? <clears throat> Will he respond if we question him at all? Perhaps uh, no, can... not really. Not really? I mean, you can question him, but but he will fear, shy away from the mace more than anything else. How about I keep him cornered with the mace and you guys search out the room? You guys are able to find a jade coffer um, worth an extravagant amount, along with six potions of healing. There is also a crown that rests upon the lich's head worth more than most kingdoms, uh, and the solid gold couch is also worth more than two kingdoms, um, if it can be moved. There are also several small sacks laying around, uh, scroll tubes, and maps. But we can't actually get the, the crown unless we take it off of his head? Yeah, there is a crown on the lich's head, yes. Mm. I think that might be pushing it. Yeah, you want to beat this lich to death? Let's <coughs> to slide a hand with the crown off his head. He's not hurting us. He's, He's a, a lich! <laughs> <laughs> In perfect unison. (laughs) Fantastic. But he's so scared. Do we we need to go through through, through D&D 101 real quick? (laughs) What would you guys like to do? Let's beat this lich to death. Do we want to engage in combat with the lich? I asked him why he's afraid, so he responds to that. You would know that this lich... um, the, the, the one who rules this is a lich, a demi-lich. Asarak is his name, and he would have said, Why did you disturb the rest of Asarak? We didn't mean to. Why are you afraid of the mace? It's, it's a, a mace of holy power! Stay back from Asarak! I see we use that holy mace. Here's an insight to determine if this is the real Asarak. Or yeah, go for it. Oh, that's 12. 19? A little bit odd. Asarak is like the demigod lich of everything. I've got a sneaking hunch that this isn't the bloke we're looking for. I think if we go up there to hit him, there's going to be like a pit that falls out. Either a pit, or he's just not... Yeah, it seems rather convenient. Yeah, can I use the perception check just to look for traps underneath our feet or anything? Yeah, go for it. Oh, boy. That's a 26. You don't notice any traps around here. Um, Perhaps they're magical. How long has it been since I cast Detect Magic? Okay, the entire area is suffused with magic, so this whole room it glows uh, a little bit with uh, illusion magic. 
and the also the lich in front of you glows as well. Uh, can I cast Counterspell? Yeah, go ahead. What level? And where are you casting it at? Um, you know what? Uh, let's just do a... I think for the time being, just base, base level at the lich, so level three. Okay, you cast it at the lich, and um, something snaps. You you know spell has been ended, but uh, the lich is still standing there. All right, so there's more to him than just a simple spell, but something that was going on isn't going on no more. He also, if you guys keep questioning, quit speaking. Uh, oh, oh. Like a pre-programmed thing? Either that or he's... he's look, it, it could be an astral projection. Or it could be a projection. Yeah. I switch out my glaive. Or my glaive. And I'm going to try, like, poking him. So I have... And I'm going to spend... Oh, uh, where is it? Yeah, I'm going to spend a point to get an extra five feet distance. So I'm back to 15 feet now. Okay, so you're... Poke at it. Just... Poking to see or poking as an attack? Just kind of like poking to see what he does. Solid. He doesn't really do anything at this point. I try to get the crown off of his head. Okay, if you attempt to do something like that, he's going to attack. Mm. You, you can see he's following it. It's just the poking is just kind of an annoyance. It's not really doing anything yet. It still does not speak. I think I shut him up at least. It's attack time. <laughs> I can do one thing to see if. It actually is the guy, but it's going to burn up my last fourth level spell. If you guys want me to. <laughs> if you were a warlock or anything even closely related, I'd hinge the rod. Well, I was going to say, I can use locate creature, because if I've been within 30 feet of this guy, in, of this Aserac, and I use it, it'll tell me if it is Aserac or not. You would not have been within 30 feet of Aserac before this point. Well, that's what I was saying, is if this is it, the spell will oh, tell gotcha. me if it is actually Aserac or gotcha. not. Gotcha. I thought you... Okay. Kind of an indirect use of it, if... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the opposite It'll lead effect. me to where, yeah. It'll you're leading, me. you're looking for a negative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If that is what you guys want me to do. I try to think if I have anything that can... Well, it's going to burn up my last fourth level spell. Mm. I could polymorph it. And then send it to another dimension. <laughs> send him to another dimension. Damn you all. <laughs> what would you guys like to do? Could we just attack it or we figure out if it's really him? We got two options. Yeah, I'll use the spell. It's not him. This is not Azrak. Well, I asked the ghost why he's not who he said he was. He can't talk anymore. He does well, not talk. I'm frustrated, so I take you out my anger in his I broke direction. him. Okay. When I did that, would I have any inkling of where Asrak might be? Somewhere in here. Like in this room? No, oh, in the wow. temple oh, or in okay. this in this tomb. But you would not have an exact location, though. No. Okay. So is there? So this is probably a decoy. Like probably. We find this item and then and then smash and the then lich and smash then the fake lich and then we leave thinking, oh, we we did it. So, is there another? Is like, is there another door to this room besides the one we came in? Nope. Oh my god. Okay. Well, uh, backtrack and try and let's backtrack. I guess. As you guys walk back up through that tunnel, uh, you still have the detect magic spell up, correct? Yep. For ten minutes from when I cast it. 
Okay, uh, right before you get to the stairs that led back up that pit, you notice that the wall uh, is glowing right next to where that is. Uh, it appears to be abjuration magic. All right, guys, we got ourselves a wall here. It's a bit of magic. I'm betting we can probably knock it out. Hey, I got that dispel magic scroll from back at level four, level eight. Let's use it. All right, you cast dispel magic, and uh, the door now uh, seems to, or the secret door appears to be slightly ajar now, as if there was a magic guard award or something that was holding it closed. Let's cautiously walk through. Alright. Once more to your friends into the breach. <laughs> yes. You guys walk through and uh, there appears to be another door at the end of a uh, kind of long corridor. I'm assuming you guys are just going to kind of open it and see what's on the other side. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright. And not that this is totally giving away stuff, but your sense life thing. That's on anything that isn't undead and constructs, correct? Yeah, I believe so. It just said tinier and larger creatures. You can detect in, uh, once you open this door, in the eastern side of the room, coming from a vat, uh, which holds a grayish substance, you detect life within that vat. What? Anyone want to cast snuff life? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the vat on the eastern side, directly in front of this door... Uh, contains some variety of life. Other than that, nothing else in this room uh, you can detect. What would you guys like to do? Well, do we attack it or go around it? Let's try to sneak around it. Okay, are you guys going to look at anything else in this room before going to the other end of the room where you see an obvious opening? Uh, Anything interesting... Jump out at us? The middle vat appears to be some slow-rolling something liquid or other. You do see what appears to be a metal object at the bottom of that vat. The uh, one on the western end just appears to be dirty water looking. Honestly, this really doesn't look that interesting to me, guys. I mean, unless you want to take a poke at a bowl of goop. Yeah, let's keep moving on. I'm not accustomed to sticking my hand in things like that. (laughs) Yeah. You guys continue on through the next passage. A ten-foot-deep empty pit completely fills the passageway and extends so far as to make jumping across it impossible for most creatures. Except for you, don't you double jump? I have double jump height and distance. So (laughs) I jump across easily. Jump, teleport, what do you got? All right, go ahead and make a dexterity check. It is um, 20 feet across. Um, That is a 28. I would say with a 28, that would be enough to pass, yes. Uh. I give, give you a rope before I have, you jump over. I can make a rope. And I have a rope. Woo. I can make an extra long rope. Alright. <laughs> I'm just gonna, uh... Take a drag. <laughs> and as I let it out, appear on the other side. Okay. Show you, off. Yeah, you appear on the other side. Are you doing the same misty step? Yeah, I teleported over. Okay, yep, you teleported over. I can make the rope go out so if anyone wants to use the rope. Uh, you guys, uh, can you, like, control it telekinesis style, or are you just creating a rope? Uh, like I actually don't know. I don't think I addressed 
I think it just... It, if just, it just creates it, um, you would it, need something to secure it to. It's a mind rope, though. Oh. Because it's like... Instead of, like, a weapon, I create an object. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah, I just mean the walls are smooth, or, well, they're stone, brick and whatnot, but there isn't anything to secure it to well, on either side of this pit. There's me, then there's him. <laughs> Thing is, is, and that will get one of you across. Those of us who can tell them. Yeah, I'm across, so. Yeah, well. Right? Oh, gotcha. Okay, what well, what I mean is, if somebody has to hold the rope on each end, oh, to get across. Yeah. So you teleport across, hold the rope. One of us, I'll I'll hold the rope on the other side, and then everyone that can't teleport will go across, and then you'll teleport over. Okay. I'm gonna need strength checks from uh, the people holding it, because it's uh, that's a lot of weight for one person to hold. That is a 28. Okay. 28 strength would be enough to hold one person across. Are you going? Or uh, who's going? Because you're the lighter of the two, I'm assuming. I'm pretty sure I am. Yeah, I can make it. I can go first. Okay, Hope, you're holding the other end? Yeah. Go ahead and give me a strength check as well. 18. 18? That is not quite enough, I would say. Since I'm already over the other side, can I give her a boost? Yep, go ahead. Uh, oh, that's a 5. Oh, goodness. Uh, that would not quite be enough. No. Uh, Virgil, you would start to fall into the pit. Okay. All right. Uh, you fall into the pit, the first five feet of it. Can I start tugging him to the other side? or Drag him through the I spikes. Would I just rake him across bed of spikes? Actually, upon this, there's nothing at the bottom of this that you can see. You land um, right here on this square and uh, closest to where you started. You're just on the floor. Okay. I would pull him up then. As you uh, fell on that second half here, because you would have had to try and rappel up, because you would have dropped the rope, um, stepping on the spikes, or stepping on a plate at the end of the thing, spikes shoot up out of the uh, ground. That is a 29 to hit. Deck save? Nope. 29 to hit. Okay. Uh, And they deal 11 piercing damage. Okay. Uh, but yet you are able to climb up after that, having that poke in the butt to get up. Okay. Uh, the spikes then retract back into the floor. Mike, how would you like to try and get across? Um, what kind of a DC are we looking at to actually just make a jump across? 20. 20? I'd have to roll a 13 or better. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and use... I believe Rage gives me advantage on strength checks. I believe so, yes. So I'm going to go ahead and use one of my Rage uses. Um, have that rope... Like, how many people are on the other side now? Is it three rage of them? jumping. Yeah. Have a hold of that rope. <laughs> and you just kind of... I'm going to try to make it. If I don't clear it, I'm going to aim for that rope, and you guys just pull me up. All right, go for so, it. So advantage on that. I've got a plus seven to athletics, or... Yeah, acrobatics, athletics, acrobatics. You need athletics for long jump. Athletics. Oh, I know. Actually, I do. So, plus three for strength and my proficiency, so I need a 12 on advantage. Uh, got it. 18. All right, yes, you are easily uh, able clear to clear. The distance. Yes, you clear to the other side of this tunnel, or this pit. <coughs> All right, uh, continuing down that hallway. And for one minute, I still have rage, just in case. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys are able to see, with your passive perception being high enough, that there is a secret door in the hallway on your left-hand side. Otherwise, this ends in a dead-end hallway. 
Cool. I'm raging. I'll just walk right through. Okay. <laughs> Caution yeah. to the wind. Yes, the other side of the secret door appears to be a- another door. Kick it. He's raging. I'm raging. It's... This room appears to be filled with funeral offerings and furniture. There are four rotting sofas, a couple of throne-like chairs, a jumble of stands, small tables and vases and urns that are dented, chipped, and broken. Only a rather plain tapestry hangs over the east and west walls, appear to have been spared the rough looting. Amid the general havoc are scattered in, are scattered several trunks and a large number of coffers. What are the tapestries of? The tapestries depict weed-grown rocks and green and golden tan scenes of undersea life. Other than that, this room uh, appears to have a door in the east wall, uh, and then a passive perception check detects a hidden door in the west wall. Hidden door. Take the hidden door or the normal door? Should we check them both? Yeah, we can check them both. Uh, hidden door, even non-hidden door, odd. Okay. Hidden door. Hidden door. As you uh, approach the secret door, it is behind one of the tapestries on the west wall. All of a sudden, as you pull on that tapestry to move it out of the way to get to it, it changes. The tapestry it, changes. The tapestry changes into green mold. Scorching ray! Gotcha. Green mold. Actually, that's a bit excessive. Oh, excuse me. Um, I think it's green slime, actually. Green slime, excuse me. Green slime. Uh, so this acidic slime devours flesh, organic material, and metal on contact. So I need, uh, in a 30-foot radius, which is everybody around here upon grabbing it, a dexterity saving throw. Mm. Uh, is this a plant? It is not. Everyone has advantage because of my lunar polarity. Any creature that comes in contact with it takes uh, 5 acid damage. So if you got higher than the 10, you got out of the way. Uh, if you didn't, you take 10, you take 5 acid damage. So anybody less than a 5, or less than a 10 dex save, takes 5 acid damage. Uh, everybody else is totally fine. Oh, my, my plus 10 dexterity bonus. Yes, exactly. Or plus 10 bonus to dex saves. And then there is the door on the other side. What would you guys like to do? Does he do that though? Oh, oh god. You go through the hidden door. Yes, you go through the hidden door, which leads to a staircase that descends down. Um, the staircase leads to a T-junction. Which way do you guys go? Investigate the dead end. Okay. Uh, as you guys uh, cross into that middle section, I need a deck save from whoever enters the middle of that hallway first, right in the middle of the T. 17. Alright, you are just able to jump out of the way of a pit that opened up. Hey, guys, there's a pit! Good job, bud. Alright, still planning <laughs> on heading north then to the dead end? Why not? Alright, you guys head north to the dead end. Go ahead and give me perception checks. 14. Uh, 20. 11. 24. Okay, uh, you are able to see that, of course, there is a secret door there. Why would there not be? Ooh, secret door, guys. All right. So not door. a dead end. All right. Uh, on the other side of the secret door, uh, you see a long hallway. We go into the hallway. Okay. You go down the end of the hallway, and you find another doorway. I'm assuming you guys open it. Mm-hmm. You guys go down this corridor. You come upon a set 
of uh, double doors at the end. Do you guys open those doors as you have been thus far? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You open the double doors, and I need a constitution saving throw as gas emits from them. DC 15 con save. That's a nad 20. You said a DC 15? DC 15. I got a 14. Oh no. I got a 3. Okay. And anybody else fail? 9. You three uh, are knocked unconscious for 30 minutes. Holy crap. You hit the ground. Boom, boom. What would you guys like to do? Um, Lay unconscious for 30 minutes. Are you going to drag your buddies out of there? Are you guys going to just keep going? Even if I try a potion of healing, nothing happens. Let's drag them towards relative safety and then wait it off, I guess. After dragging them down a little ways, um, you start to hear a rumble coming from the hallway up ahead. 60 feet. uh, Where you were. Huh? 60 feet, anything? Nope, it is not alive. Um, but you hear that rumbling noise, and about ten minutes after that gas first released, a stone juggernaut, a construct, comes out of the uh, 20-foot square room at the top, rolls north uh, and west, and it squishes whatever would have been in that room. So you guys dragged him out of the way before it rolls back up in there. So you guys saved them from what could have been a potentially squishy death. I like squishy death. Yes. All right, you guys make your way back towards the um, secret door that you were at? The secret door that you went through? Or do you guys want to try and go up there? Huh? Enough time has passed for us to Yeah, yeah. 30 minutes have gone by. You guys are awake. All right, coming back. We go left from the way we come through this way, so... All right. You jump over the pit that had opened up, and you get over to the other door on the side there. As you approach that door, you do notice that there are uh, two doors on either side of that. Okay, let's go through the east one. Okay, yes, you go through the east door. Uh, As you guys go through, there is a tunnel, or a a corridor, that leads down uh, and around. When you guys uh, go through that corridor, a thick silver mist shot through with delicate streamers of gold partially blocks your view of the area that lies ahead. That looks shiny. Carefully keep going. Okay, uh, everybody passing through, I need a DC 15 intelligence save. Oh, God. Okay, yes. Uh, did anybody roll less than a 15? Yep. Yep. Uh, both of you, your intelligence and charisma scores become one. Oh, God. You cannot cast spells, activate magic uh, items, understand language, or communicate in any intelligible way. Oh. You can, however, identify friends, follow them, and even protect Oh. I can't fix that. So now I'm actually a puppy. Oh. Just following you around. <laughs> Give him a scratch between the A's. That means no talking, um, you know, Does... metagaming or not. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you guys like to do? Do you continue into the cavern? Yeah, we would just continue, continue then. Okay, you see uh, in the middle of a cavern, here's a siren. Hello, love. What's all this then? Okay, uh, just a second. Uh, as you guys approach, also you see the siren, but you also see two sacks. A large one and a small one are lying on the floor next to her. When you talk to her, um, you said, hello, love, how are you, or whatever? Say hello, love. What's all this then? Uh, this, is, this is where I am kept. And uh, who might you be? Uh, I'm I'm here under the uh, direction of Aserac. 
Uh-huh. And what exactly are you doing here? Uh, I, I, I can't say. Can't or won't? I can't. Alright then. Um, what's in the bags? Uh, I, I, I can't say. Well, fat lot of good you are. <laughs> she kind of humps and looks away. Um, yeah, insight check. Okay. That's a three. Not sure. <laughs> what do you guys think? Smell anything? Where is Asarak? I just grunt a little bit, apparently. Uh, I I don't know. I would say detect magic, but I don't want a headache from all of the magic that's probably going on in this room. I throw a rock to see if she's an illusion. No, don't throw a rock at the pool ass. Small rock. Don't throw a small rock at the pool ass. Gently. I just want to see if it... Are you gently tossing a rock at her? You like, just, I just want to hit her feet with, you, like, a you, like a this-sized pebble. You like, could just poke it with a stick. She she would see what you're trying to do and, and kind of move her foot out of the way as you as you just kind of lob it towards very her. very dexterous, madam. She she looks a little bit upset about you doing Throw that. Throw it slightly faster so she can't... No, dodge. stop, stop, stop right here before we end up getting into a row that we really don't need. The only fight we really need is with this Asherag bloke. Because frankly, I just want to dumb with this place. All right, so we're just we're just passing through, lady. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Are there any other doors in this place? There are not. Well, what's in the bags? I don't know. You don't know. Wait, 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 wait! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just said you don't know, but earlier you said you couldn't say. Which is it? Yeah, I can't say. You can't say or you don't know? I don't know! You don't know or you can't say? I, I don't know! How long have you been here? I don't know! Have there other, been other adventuring parties passed through? I don't know! You don't know? You sure don't know a lot, do you? I don't know! Mm-hmm. At this point, she would just be sobbing and basically inconsolable. Oh, that sucks. You want to poke your head in the bag? Sucks to be, uh... Not literally, just, you know, see what's in there. I will carefully untie one of the bags and... Okay, um, let's see. Oh, my my knife just ready. With the large sack or the small sack? Uh, Let's go with the large one first. Okay, uh, as you grab for the large one and touch the bag, she turns with a gasp and says, No! And she and the other bag disappear. The large sack contains 50 pieces of copper, electrum, gold, and platinum. Okay. There's some cash for you. Weird, but the siren on then? Is the mist (laughs) still here? Yes. So just empty room otherwise? Completely empty room. So, shall we head back? Back out and go the other way. Okay. You guys go back in. Blindly with our intelligence and charisma. Yeah, we haven't noticed yet. Yeah. Um, It's not a far cry. I mean, I started at eight and nine for those two scores. So, uh, that was a bit of a laugh, wasn't it, there, Mike? I'm going to go ahead and we're going to meta this just a little bit because we haven't had a chance for any combat yet and I know you guys are itching to show off your 16th level abilities and we're running out of time. So we're going to go ahead and uh, meta this a little bit. You guys, seeing your friends completely incapable of doing much of anything at this point, uh, decide to take them back out of the tomb uh, in an effort to recover them. 
as you do, and they're able to breathe and get underneath the sun and everything, you guys, you come back to yourselves, and the effect is completely gone. At this point, as a vengeance for what you have done, or what they have done to you, you plow your way back through this and eventually find your way all the way to his chambers. So we are going to go ahead and do this combat. You guys uh, completed as much as you are able to, and we will attack the Demi-Lich. So let's go ahead and roll for initiative. Oh. Boss battle! Yes! I was going to try to cut a deal with this bloke. 20 or higher. Robots in. Nope. Nope. 20 to 15. 19. 15 to 10. Wow. 10 to 5. 8. 5. 6. 5 to 0. 2. Woo! Uh, we will go ahead and start with initiative. Fenris, go ahead. Right, um, I am wielding the mace that we found in the room with a copy of him, so I'm going to go ahead and give that a shot. Uh, but we weren't able to truly identify it. So okay. what I'll do is um, I'll have my two basic attacks uh, from the Barbarian class. Mm-hmm. I won't get a third attack for being unarmed. I won't get another attack unless I decide to do Reckless Power, which there's no reason not to. So um, I'll have three attacks with the mace. Okay. I've got Proficiency of 5, Strength of 3, so that'll give me eight. If there is a magical bonus, I'll have you add that in after the fact since we haven't identified it. Gotcha. So, attack. And I'll go ahead and use Reckless Attack to give him advantage against me because he's a lich. What's he going to do, really? Okay. So, attack number one. Um, I'll have 21 plus any bonus. Okay. Uh, 21 uh, to hit. Uh, plus any bonuses from the base. All right, that will hit him. Okay. Second attack. I'll have 15 plus any bonus. Okay, uh, that will not hit. No, I didn't think so. So third and final attack will be natural 20 for 28 plus any bonuses. All right, go ahead and roll damage for those. Okay, so the first attack is going to be... What's the damage on the mace? Uh, Damage on the mace is uh, standard mace. I believe it's... D6. Yeah, 8. D6. Oh, this is 6. Warhammer. I apologize. No, you're fine. I was down to... Oh, and entering rage, because it's what you do when you're a barbarian, so... Mm-hmm. So, two plus strength plus rage, so nine damage plus any bonus for the miss. Okay, nine damage, and next. Um, and then, for the third and final attack that did hit, I have brutal critical two, so I'll have my damage for the dice. Critical plus two additional damage dice for brutal critical. So plus uh, 3, 7, so that'd be 6, 11, 12, 15, plus 7, 22, plus any bonuses. 22. Alright. Then we will move on to Lucian. I am going to Hunter's Mark, and then I'm going to shoot his face. Go ahead. 23. That'll hit. 17 points of damage. Second attack. That's a 22. That'll hit. And that is 6, 12 points of damage. Uh, we are going to go ahead and um, he is going to use a lair action. Uh, no. Let's see, or a legendary action, excuse me. Uh, I need everybody in the room to give me a constitution saving throw, 15 or higher. Are you kidding me? Got it. 20. 14. 
Four. That's what happened with me and the intellect. Nineteen. Fifteen. Okay. So anybody that rolled less than a fifteen is blinded. Okay. On then to um, Alan. Uh, I'm blind. I don't. I don't need to be able to see to do this. Uh, so uh, we're just gonna open up a portal to hell. Okay. And he. Uh, what is the save on that? Uh, constitution save of 21. He passes. Alright, so then he has to make a deck save. He's gonna go ahead and pass that one too. Alright. He failed both, but he chose to pass as a legendary action. Uh, uh, as a part of his legendary resistance. Go ahead, uh, Amar. I don't know if I can grapple a lich, but I'll sure try. <laughs> How far away is he? He would be within, within 10 distance. feet or so. Cool. It'd be a 19. That works. They use a moxie and knock him prone. He cannot be prone. Okay, well, I do he not. He hovers. Then. Well, I do not do that. So you, you okay, turn him just, sideways. Exactly, yes. He's now a banquet table. Right. From the grappling position, I punch him. <laughs> okay. That is a 17 and a 21. Okay, the 21 will hit. And just so you guys know, this Demi-Lich is like all dust form. It's just basically a skull. That's 11 points of damage. 11. Okay. Uh, we then move on to Reshna. I can't see. I hold my action. Okay. We move on to its turn. He is going to go ahead then, and first he is going to life drain uh, you, Dave, for because you're grappling. Uh, you, Mike, and uh, let's see... Oh, uh, you as well. So I need DC 19 constitution saving throw. That's a nat 20. Okay. (coughs) Uh, Anybody less than that? I I failed. You too? Okay. Uh, Both of you take 21 necrotic damage, and he heals. Oh no. If she takes necrotic damage to zero, doesn't the sword eat her? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. By the way, you don't have any temp hit points. They would have been... I know, I don't have advantage gotcha. either. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are then initiative count 20. Um, on initiative count 20, around you, there is now an anti-magic field. Uh, then we move on to Fenris. Uh, during my attacks last time, I mean, did he, when we were in the room where he was pretending to be all scared of the weapon, mm-hmm. is he showing fear of this weapon at this point? He doesn't care. He doesn't care. No. Should I drop it and just go to town? I said it soon. So whatever you think. Because where he's not, he's not running away. I'm going to give that a shot. Actually, you know what? Well, I can't, actually. Because I'm holding my shield and I'm holding the thing. We'll take two more, or another round of attacks with it. Okay. So, uh, let's see, a reckless attack. So, advantage and attack, attack bonus. Um, so, that'll be 23 plus. Yep. For the first attack. Second attack will be 22 plus. Yep. Third attack will be 25 plus. All right. All three of those will hit. So, 3d6 plus 21. So... All together, or do you need separate? All together is All together, so 8, 10, 31 damage all together. Alright, uh, we then move on to Lucian. I want to use my favorite enemy ability to learn what I can recall information about a demi Okay. 
Um, what all does that give you? Uh, it just says I have advantage on intelligence checks relating to my favorite enemy. Okay. That is a 21. They are resistant or immune to almost everything. Basically, they are the ultimate undead. So they have the ability to drain the life away from everybody around them, control the dust around them. Uh, They have the ability to drain energy off of other people and curse their enemies. They also are extremely hard to hit with any kind of AoE effect, and they are immune to the effects of turn undead. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to shoot him. If this kind of stuff doesn't work, the next round I'm going to try something different. So I'm going to shoot him. That's a 31 to hit. That'll hit. 19 piercing. Okay. And 1 radiant damage. Okay. Second attack, 28 to hit. 11 points of piercing damage. And with all of these attacks that you guys are making, even with your magical weapons, um, Virgil, your weapon magical? No. Okay, uh, he takes no effect. Um, but even with those magical strikes, he it doesn't seem to be hitting as hard as it should. We then move on to Alan. I am not liking being blinded and in a cage. So I'm thinking my best bet is to just not be here at all. So I can't use magic, but I can uh, use my Ritual of Rewind. Okay. You go back ten minutes. Uh, does the whole party do this? or is it, it is just me. I have to actually pass a religion check. Okay. Uh, 17 or higher, which I do not. I fail it, so I'm stuck. Okay. You are stuck where you are at. He's going to go ahead, and uh, after chuckling at that uh, failure to go back in time, he I need a wisdom save from you, Alan. Uh, 15 or higher. Nope. Okay, until the... uh, You are cursed. Uh, You have a disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. I'm not attacking him anyway, because I can't see him. Okay. Uh, I'll just let him know you wasted that, mate. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) On then to Amar. Right, so you said there's an anti-magic field around him? Correct. I move so that me and the Lich are in his anti-magic field. Uh, you're going to try and drag him with you? Yes. Okay, go ahead and contest. So, uh, he failed the saving throw. He chooses to, ex- to succeed on it anyway. Okay. All right, on then to uh, Reshna. Will Black Razor guide me at all? I mean, he likes destroying stuff. He probably wants this legendary soul. Can he guide me? You realize that if you hit him with it, you'll heal him. Oh, Remember shoot, you're dead. right. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to use this turn to switch... Things okay, and, and uh, not do anything else. Okay, and uh, the blinded effect, uh, you can reroll uh, at the end of your turn. Oh, excuse me, no, you are not blinded now. Um, that it has been his turn, so you oh. are only blinded until the end of the demi lich's next turn. So since the demi lich has gone, you are no longer blinded. Okay, then yeah, I'm going to use my action to switch weapons. Okay. Do I still get my extra attack, or is that part of the action? It takes an action to switch weapons. Okay. Alright. So wait, is everyone who is blinded unblinded? Yes, everybody okay. who is blinded is unblinded. Hello, then. Okay, we move on to the Lich. Uh, the Lich is going to howl everybody around him. Uh, I need to 15 con save. Who failed? You guys dropped to zero hit points. Who succeeded? You two are frightened and must move away from him with your full movement speed. Holy crap. 
Alright. What would you guys like to do? Uh, you run away toward the end of the hall, uh, to the edge of the room, obviously. But other than that, Fenris, it is your turn. So... That's my entire turn, basically, is running away from him? Uh, you did that as a reaction, too. Oh, okay. Um, well, I will try to re-engage. Okay. I, I mean, uh, zero hit points on some of these people? Yep, three zero hit points. You can pour a potion to reawaken them if you like. <sighs> um, which one of these three would be the closest to me? Uh, any of them. You guys are all kind of in the same area. Alright, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and go one, two, three, four, five, six... Uh, so I will run to Lucian and try to get this greater health potion that I have. 44 plus 4. 4, 11 for 4, 15 total. Alright. Uh, you are back up then, Lucian. It is now your turn. How is this Demi-Lich looking? He's totally fine. Okay. Um, I'll run over to Alan and cast Cure Wounds. That is 12 points of uh, healing. Okay. Uh, bonus action, Hunter's Mark him again. Uh, he's going to go ahead and choose this uh, time to take a uh, legendary action, and he is going to fly other over to the other corner of the room, putting you all in front of him. Did he pass with him five feet? No, he just hovered. He okay. way over the top of you guys, so you wouldn't be able to hit him. We're about to get a cone effect. On to Alan. Um, is there any space behind him? No, he is up against the corner of the room. Um, as a bonus action, I'm going to take a deep drag from my cigarette, exhale it, and just appear about... Uh, how big is the room? So we're going to say you went ahead and you pulled them all the way out of this room, because this room is only 10 feet wide. So I'm going to say you guys were able to pull him into the false treasure room next door. So this room would be um, 20 feet long by 20 feet wide. Mm. Just going to just appear at the uh, the corner opposite from him. Does that anti-magic field follow me? No, it does not. Very good. Just to see what I can do, uh, I'm going to take this ring of mine and pop up a level 5 scorching right at him. Okay. Uh, what is the... Oh, no, it's an attack roll. It's an attack roll. Yep. 17 to hit? Uh, that will not quite hit, no. Still trying to get over this uh, blindedness. Uh, the second ray also will not hit, and the third ray will not hit. Okay. Uh, we then move on to Amar. Death saving roll. That's an eighteen, so I pass. All right, Reshna. I'm trying to think of what to do here because if I can get a hit, I can give everyone advantage on the next spell saving. Throw. Oh crap! I could have removed my own curse. <laughs> <clears throat> I completely forgot that I had that ability. I don't know what would be more I'll wait until beneficial next time. for the group. If he curses me again, then I'll use it. Okay. So what would you like to do then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can also turn tail and try and get out of here. It is your guys' choice. So if he passes three times, does he go back up? Uh, he's unconscious for like 1d4 days or something like or hours or something like that, but he's alive. He's basically bleeding out at this point. Yeah. I'm gonna Just attack I'm, him. I'm going to turn for the greater good. Okay, attacking him. Well, that's 12 points for 12 attack. 12 to hit, does yeah. not hit, no. Okay, that's 
19? Does not hit either, no. Oh, um... That's two I'm going to spend a point to re-roll. Okay. <laughs> I spent a point to re-roll. How many times can you do that? Four. <laughs> Another. She's just psychically churning. Another. You got this. Oh my god. Oh no. That is okay. You're so close. We are on to the Lich's turn. Oh no, it feels so bad. Oh, it's okay. You aren't. You guys aren't meant to actually beat this. He recharged his howl ability. He lets out another blood-curdling scream. Everybody within thirty feet. I need a DC fifteen con save, except for you, Dave. You're you're fine. Twenty-five. I made it. All right. Uh, everybody is frightened. If you got less than a fifteen, you are dropped to zero hit points. I'm already as far away from him as I can get. All right. Yeah. You just kind of cower in the corner. Over. I'm can't down. pull over any farther. You're down. <laughs> and All I'm right. dead. Okay. Is you're that necrotic? Uh, no, it's just no, you effect. just lose all your hit points. Yeah, you basically no are knocked okay. into unconsciousness is what happens. Okay, um, then uh, it is initiative count 20, so another layer action. Uh, he is going to go ahead and point at you two. Excuse me, no, uh, anybody within 30 feet of it. And nobody within 30 feet can regain health points until next initiative round 20. Oh, wow. I love this guy. Uh, we will go ahead and then go to Fenris. Okay, I'll charge back in and continue the assault with this mace, hoping that it's doing the job. Okay. Um, so first attack uh, will be 27 plus any bonus. Okay. Second attack will be 26 plus any bonus. Okay. Third, uh, 22 plus any bonuses. Alright, go ahead and deal your damage with all three. Oh, oh, and I forgot earlier, my bite attack may be used as a bonus action. So since these are all extra attacks... Yep, do you get your bite as a bonus action. I'll on him a little bit. Um, which will be 12. Okay, that But he's made of hit. dust, so yeah, I understand. Yeah. So 21, 32, 34. Okay, total? 34 total. Okay. We are then on to... Lucian. Lucian. I'm going to cast Moonbeam at the fourth level. Okay. What is if it this? is a shape? If it is a shape changer, it makes it at disadvantage. Uh, what is the saving throw? Seventeen. Constitution. Roll the one. Oh my god. <laughs> nah. Freaking around with it. <laughs> Five, twelve. 18, 19 points of radiant damage. Okay, he takes half of that because of his avoidance. Alright, if it is a shape changer, it instantly returns to its original form. Yep, he does not, but uh, that definitely burned him good. Alan! Alright, um, you know what, good mate? You're not the only one who has a few tricks up his sleeve. I'm gonna pull out that wand of lightning bolt. And I'm going to use Fate's Mistake to make this roll an advantage. Okay, isn't it a saving throw, though? No, this isn't a t- it is It is an attack. Oh, the lightning wand the is. Wand okay. So, oh no, crap, it is a yes, saving it is. throw. Uh, so, actually, then we're going to switch it up, and we are going to... You're saved! <laughs> well, uh, so far, I've only taken uh, 21 points oh. of necrotic damage. That's not bad, so, then. Yeah. I was expecting him to burn all of them. 
uh, let's go, uh... Then we're just going to cast a level 4 Scorching Ray. Okay, go ahead. So, making the roll at advantage. Ooh, ooh. How do you end it? <laughs> My... Thank you. I'll try to make a deal with you, but you ignored me. And for that, you struck one. <laughs> you tried to murder all my friends. And that is struck two. And you are one undead, ugly son of a bitch. Struck three. Let's just point at him and fire off. Kamehameha wave sized beam of just flaming energy mixed with radiant powers pouring out everything I have into him. So I'm sending you back to the hell you came from. He bursts into dust that slowly sifts to the floor. I'm sure you guys immediately quickly stabilize your friends, gather all the loot you're possibly capable of. I'm pretty sure I got caught in that wave. I'm pretty sure I didn't make that one. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. At this point, you guys are able to uh, escape. No issues. We will go ahead and very quickly review, go over uh, what you guys liked about the class, his overall thoughts, uh, everything else, and then we will call it for this session. Overall thoughts on the Hellblazer class, it is really fun. Um... Once again, I actually put a lot of effort into reining in some of his abilities The to, to the point where even as ridiculous as it seems now, it was even worse when I first ran into it. But I think having the ability to do, to, to, to do so many utility things outside of combat, being you know, the potential to go back in time to redo some of the mistakes you made, the, the potential to just overpower weaker minds the way any good con artist should is really what makes this class feel thematically exactly what you're looking for if you are a fan of John Constantine. Um, once again, not even not even getting into some of the more ridiculous things that, that this class is capable of doing. You know, who doesn't want to be able to cast cleric spells as you know, something more akin to a warlock is always prone to shenanigans. Plus, you know, all of the just control effects that you get to, you know, hold hold down enemies, blast giant holes in walls, and then talk your way out of trouble. It's brilliant fun, and I would really recommend going and talking it over with your DM first to find out if he's okay with it, but if you really want a really good time, definitely check out the Hellblazer. Alright, well, what I feel about the Lupine uh, character race, Homebrew, and the Path of the Caged, they mixed very well together, especially in the the earlier levels, the 4 through 8. I was able to get a higher level of damage with multiple attacks and still be relatively tanky and defensive. As the game progressed, if this were a real campaign, I would probably focus more on uh, breaking away from the unarmored and the un- armed attacks and focused more on actually wearing heavier armor and taking advantage of just the sheer health because at a certain point having even multiple attacks 
with a lower attack value, I felt like I was losing out. Uh, you kind of need that plus one, plus two, plus three magical bonus to get those hits in more often. Um, I did miss out on some opportunities. There were some abilities to utilize things like Never Bound Again was a ability that you can spend one of your rage uses through the day or for your day to break free of any. Fr- uh, like you gain freedom of movement to break free of any uh, immobilization. You also gain advantages on saves versus immobilization paralyze abilities. And I never got to see those. Uh, I did not expect the lich to go down as quickly as it did. So um, overall, I feel like it's it's pretty balanced because what you where you gain in sheer health and sheer survivability, you really lose out at damage output, and that's kind of the trade that you should see when you play a heavy tank character. So I feel like everything was great. I appreciated it. Thanks, Bob, for running. Very cool. Um, I played the Pugilist, and um, honestly, like it was very fun to play. There were there, there were a lot of uh, like going into it. There's a lot of features. There's a lot of different abilities that you gotta have to add to your normal class to get this thing to work. But I thought it would be a little bit complicated to kind of keep track of everything. But in the end, it was actually fairly simple. Um, these Moxie abilities, they're pretty straightforward, the way you use them, the way they work, and they actually were pretty useful. Of course, like a lot of other classes, there's some stuff that's very situational that comes up two or three times in a campaign that you won't always get to use, but like I said, that's in every class, so I'm not super disappointed that I didn't get to use all of my class features. Um, in particular, some of the grappling abilities that I get with my subclass were super useful. Just being able to force a reroll just like that is super cool. And um, yeah, I, um, it does have the potential to feel like maybe a glass cannon that doesn't do very much damage. But like, um, you know, the things you can do grappling wise. Uh, Stuff like that. It it, it adds something. It, it it's it's a very like a lateral way of thinking about combat rather than the I do this much DPS. I do this. I do that. Um, it's a very different way of fighting, and it makes for some unique gameplay. So I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was fairly balanced. I really enjoyed playing the Soul Knife. It was a lot of fun having so many different abilities. Which did kind of make it pretty overpowered, especially with that last one when I was doing... I spent four psionic points just on re-rolling, trying to make a save. And, again, like, I feel like it'd be a lot more balanced if maybe they didn't have so many abilities that they could use and how many they could use per round. There's just so many to choose from and so much you can do. It was a bit overpowered. It was kind of nice being able to see in the last battle how it really balances out without the sword, because with the sword I had advantages on almost everything and it allowed me to hit every single time. Without it, it was a lot harder to hit. Um, with the last battle, I was kind of a little bit disappointed that I was out so often because I never got to use any of my extra abilities like critting or uh, using Knife to the Soul, which allows me to do so many different things with uh, spellcasters. But Overall, I really enjoyed playing it. I liked having so much damage and abilities, but it could be a bit more balanced. Alright, with the Moon Warden, if you're wanting a roleplay heavy game, this is an awesome class for that. If you're doing a game that doesn't allow feats, 
This would be a great subclass for that. Compared in damage with some of the other subtypes, this class is kind of underpowered compared to the hunter archetype from the player's handbook. Um, that extra d6 of damage is awesome, and lighting up your opponents with shooting star is a really cool mechanic, but at the early stages of the game, it doesn't quite match up to something like Colossus Slayer, which is a d8 that you don't have to use a bonus action for, because uh, I was struggling between Hunter's Mark and using this Radiant Damage, so I kind of felt like I lost a little bit of damage, or I was worrying about which bonus action do I use, where like Colossus Slayer, or Giant's Killer, or Horde Breaker, I don't have to worry about that decision making. Crescent Volley is awesome, it ignores half and three quarters cover, and then at level 11 you get an upgraded version, the improved Crescent Volley, which gives you attacking against full cover, and you can find your opponents uh, pretty easily if they're lit up, which is awesome, but it took two class features to give you an underpowered sharpshooter feat. Uh, you didn't get that damage bonus, whereas something like the Hunter gets two different features that really can impact gameplay, where the Moon Warden only gets one that sort of kind of impacts, and this kind of setup, it, I never actually got to really use those abilities. We never had half cover or three quarters or full cover. I never had to use those two features, so I kind of felt like that didn't help. The two that I do like, the Moonlit Air and the Lunar Polarity, are really powerful. That bonus to the evasion skill, which the hunter archetype could get, is nice and it adds a kind of a work around with uh, your allies, giving them a bonus to their saves, which is nice. And then the proficiencies in intelligence and charisma are nice. Those did save me a couple times. Overall, super fun class, or super fun archetype to play. I enjoyed it. As far as number crunch, there are more powerful ones, but if you're wanting a balanced class, this is something that would function in a player handbook type game. Alright, thank you everybody for this awesome session of uh, Homebrew Review. We will go ahead and meet next time with a whole new campaign, a whole new setting, and a whole new theme. So thank you everybody. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Bob. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next week. Mm -hmm.